Michelle. Hi. Today is day 18. Day 18. And week we yes, we were we are in week six, day 18. Looking at what God has promised to us. Audience, welcome, welcome, welcome. If you're new, a big welcome to you. If you're returning, welcome. Share this um this podcast with someone who you know may need some encouragement in their waiting. So we're going to look at um, what God has promised you, what God has promised me, what God promises us personally by looking at it through um, the word, how God fulfills his promises. And we took a look um, Monday at Anna, Wednesday we took a look at Simeon, and today we're going to take a look at Anna. So Monday was Hannah. That was with an H. But today is Anna with an H. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I want you to know that there is a distinction. But we're going to start out by praying. And we say, Father, you are a good, good father. And we have no doubt that you will fulfill what you have promised to us. Because we know that the plans that you have for us, they are good plans. We know they're to prosper us. They're not evil plans. And that you know the expected end that you want out of those plans that you have for us. And Father, we thank you that you, oh God, are working all things out for our good because we love you and you have called us according to your purposes. So even when things don't line up in the natural the way that we think that they should. We don't line up the way that we think that they should look in order for our miracles, in order for our promises, the assurances that you have given to us to be manifested, that we can still stay fervent and stand on your word, knowing that they will be fulfilled in our lives. Our eyes see, but we hold on to you, oh God, as we've called you the promise keeper, the one who does not let his promises fall to the ground. We thank you, Father, that we will see those promises fulfilled and that you give us, dear Lord, the peace and the grace we need to stay patient, oh God, in waiting for them to be manifested, whether it be in our lives or in the lives of the next generation. But we know that they are yes, and they are amen in Christ Jesus. And we will be praised and honor in Yeshua's name. Amen. Amen. Audience, we're going to be looking today in the book of Luke again, in chapter two. And we're going to be looking at verses 36 through 38. So we're kind of continuing on from Wednesday's story with Simeon. So Audrey's going to read that for us. Audrey, what version do you have? I do have the Passion Translation. So I'm going to read. A prophetess named Anna was also in the temple court that day. She was from the tribe of Asher and the daughter of Phanuel. Anna was an aged widow who had been married only seven years before her husband passed away. After he died, 
she chose to worship God in the temple continually. For the past 84 years, she had been serving God with night and day prayer and fasting. While Simeon was prophesying over Mary and Joseph and the baby, Anna walked up to them and burst forth with a great chorus of praise to God for the child. From that day forward, she told everyone in Jerusalem who was waiting for their redemption that the anticipated Messiah had come. Wow. Wow. So Simeon wasn't the only one blessed that day to see Jesus come into the temple, but Anna was as well. Yeah. So God not only fulfilled a promise for Simeon, he also fulfilled it for Anna. Can you imagine? She lived her life out as a wife and then she continued living out her life, I guess, even after the husband passed. And she said, you know what? I'm going to go live in the temple. And there, there she made, she, she, she lived in the temple, you know, um, fasting and prayer day and night. And to have been in the temple at that time and to see that Messiah, the actual Messiah come in, I'm a, it, it must, uh, but you know something, Audrey, as we pointed out um, on Wednesday, there were plenty of children that were brought to the temple for the requirement at that time. Yeah. But Simeon knew that that particular child that Mary and Joseph had was the Messiah. Mm-hmm. Anna knew that that particular child that Mary and Joseph had was the Messiah. Yeah. But how many others that were there did not know? Hmm. Did not know because again, it comes back to the relationship. My God. That they had with the Holy Spirit. Remember, Simeon was led by the Holy Spirit to the temple at that precise time. And here we're being told that Anna, Anna had been serving God night and day, prayer and fasting for 84 years. Wow. That's a long time. Wow. That's a long time. My God. 84 years. They said she was married for seven years. So let's say most times they got married as teenagers, right? Mm-hmm. Back in the day, like 14, 15. So by yep. the time she got to be about 21, 22, she was a widow. Wow. I mean, she could have gone on and gotten married and have a couple of kids, but she decided I'm going to serve God. And for 84 years, she was in that temple. So like you said, many children came and many children went. Mm-hmm. You know, there's some kids that would have been 84 years old and she knew you were not the Messiah. <laughs> How would she have known that within her first year, the Messiah didn't come? The, you know what I'm saying? Year 10. Exactly. She kept doing what she knew she had to do. 84 years, that's commitment. 
that perseverance, that's being relentless. That's being intentional. Mm. You know, because she kept telling everyone that the Messiah, even after the fact the Messiah had come. So she knew, how would she have known that? Because guess what? She has such a tight knit relationship with the Holy Spirit. Yes. And it became evident through what happened. You know? Yeah. And you know, it's not to say that this is what we have. Of course, we're not going to go and live in a temple and, 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 you know, um, do these things, but we still have to maintain a relationship with the Holy Spirit. We still have to be in, in constant communion with God. And what we're, what we're trying to get across here is that we're not calling everyone to a lifestyle of priesthood. No, Mm -hmm. that's not what, well, in the technical sense, in the, in the physical sense is what we're saying, because we are a royal priesthood, as the Bible says, (laughs) we are a royal priesthood. But what we're saying is that we're not saying everyone has to be a nun or, or go and live in a temple or, or anything like that. What we're saying is that the relationship is with God is what is key. Yeah. That communion that we've been talking about from since day one of the podcast, that sweet communion with the Holy Spirit, where you commune with the Holy Spirit, not just in through prayer, but also through everything that we do. We, we yield to the Holy Spirit and ask him to lead us and guide us. It's that conversation that we have constantly with the Holy Spirit that builds that relationship, that just builds that communication where we're open and receptive when God wants to give us the revelation or the download that we need. Because one thing we don't want to do is to miss the timing. Hmm. Hmm. Exactly. Audrey and I were talking about that after we ended the podcast. One thing we don't want to do is miss the timing. Because suppose God tells us, look, I'm going to give you a house free, outright, and paid for. You have to do nothing. Just wait on that promise to be fulfilled. And God may want you to be at a particular place at a particular time because he's going to make you cross paths with someone who has a house that's fully paid for and the person is going to be able to give you this house. But if you are not yielded to God in communion with the Holy Spirit so that he can tell you how to move, when to move, and where to move, then you could miss that timing. You could miss that timing. I mean, that's just an an example that I'm giving, but I hope the whole gist of it gets across to you that we have to be in timing because God is very strategic about how he does things. And we want to be in alignment with what he wants to do in us and through us. We don't want to miss the timing so that these promises that we've been holding on to can be manifested. It's about the timing because, mm-hmm. you know, I'm you're talking and I'm thinking, uh, one, okay, it's Olympics right now. And one of the sports that I really, really and do enjoy among others is synchronized swimming. Mm-hmm. They're in sync. 
doesn't matter how many are you know in that team they're doing the same thing at the same time because it's important that they make the turn together the feet go up you know what i'm saying and that is how we should be with the holy spirit in sync with the holy spirit so that we can hear clearly and move accordingly do we always get it no we don't but that's our heart's desire and it should be our heart's desire so whatever we may have not have done prior to this may we now be in sync with what the lord wants us to do maybe we may we all be aware that god's timing is important and that we will not miss anything that he has in store for us i think by reading the story of simeon and anna for me personally it just brought me a new revelation about timing yes you know because i may have missed a lot of stuff because i've lapsed in doing it on god's time piece and i'm doing it on on audrey's time and like i quoted that scripture earlier this week he does all things beautiful in his time here it is it was his time that anna and simeon got to see the messiah it wasn't about their time it was his time but what they they did they were being obedient to what he wanted them to do in that time mm-hmm. and they were being led by the holy spirit because they had a true relationship with the holy spirit so i'm learning that in order to be on god's time peace and to do exactly what he wants me to do mm-hmm. number 1 is about having a tighter relationship with the holy spirit having an ear to hear and a heart to be obedient to do what he wants me to do in that hour yes you know so for me that's what i'm that's my takeaway you know that is my takeaway yes no you know i i know I'm not going to go in the temple to live for 84 years. But guess what? We are the temple of the living God. That's right. You know? So, why not entertain the Holy Spirit? Why not have him and have that relationship with him so I can hear him to do what he wants me to do and to position me. Like you said, that strategic position that will maybe just revolutionize everything in my life. Hmm. And yeah, I tell him, "Oh God, I'm tired. I can't get up now. Please, can I just sleep 5 minutes more? God, you understand my body is tired." And that 5 minutes could have been my moment of seeing Jesus and holding him. Yes. my god Mm-mm-mm. divine timing and building a relationship with god and the holy spirit mm-hmm. let us be positioned everyone we don't want to miss divine timing we want to see the manifestation of what god has promised to all of us Oh, this week has been good, and I hope it's encouraged you to not give up on what God has promised you. 
to not just cast it aside and say, ah, it's not going to happen or, oh, it doesn't look like, it, you know, it, it's, it's going to happen. Don't let your eyes fool you. God is a promise keeper. He's not a man that he should lie, nor the son of man that he would repent. If he said it, trust me, audience, he's going to make good on it. So continue reading these um, scriptures that we've shared with you. First Samuel chapter one and Luke chapter two. Let them continue to just encourage you in your, in your faith and in, and holding on to those promises. And I pray that today has blessed you, that this week has blessed you. We end out this week six and we will be back next week for week number seven where we're looking at what God has promised you and also get healing through the word. Be blessed, everyone. Shalom.